What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Welcome to the DC Crossover special edition right here for the Redskins reaction over the Monday Night Football game against the Saints. Mike Cerrone, Ben Simpson for Cerrone and Simpson right here on the DC Crossover on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also Google Play Music. Ben Simpson on the phone lines at his own Casa right here on DC Crossover. Mike Cerrone here as well on the mics. And Ben, this game has been ugly literally from the start. The Redskins could not score a single touchdown early on. The Saints seemed like they could not, uh, I guess, basically be stopped anywhere but the end zone. And overall, Drew Brees, he's uh, over. (laughs) I don't even know how to say it. Right now, uh, we're, we're recording this literally in the fourth quarter, and he's still in the game against the Redskins with a 24-point lead and not caring whatsoever about the Redskins and just throwing all over them. So, Ben, let's get right into our Redskins reaction as they are down at this time with three minutes left, 43-19. to 19. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, it is. Uh, it has not been a pretty night, to say the least, and This is a team in the Redskins, they haven't allowed over 43 points in a game since week 11 in 2015. So it's been a while uh, since they've they've allowed this many points. And this has been the Drew Brees love fest tonight on ESPN. I mean, they've been spotlighting him all night. I I know he goes for the all-time record, so obviously you got to give him some praise there, of course. But it feels like the Redskins aren't even here tonight. It feels like it's just been... Drew Brees playing against a bunch of uh, 
ghosts, <laughs> the, the skeletons of, of the Redskins defense that was supposed to be so good and now gives up a just absolute uh, stinker on their side of things. But yeah, Mike, it, it has not been a good night for skins. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's no doubt about it. I mean, I tell you, geez, just watching this game. And I, told, I, I texted you, Ben. I said, dude, if this keeps going, I'm going to give you a rant. And I'm sure I'm going to give you, oh my gosh. Mark Ingram just ran for 13 yards. Like, I just don't get it. Two minutes left in the game, and you're still not tackling. I mean, you're, you're, Drew Brees is sitting there getting pats up by his offensive line and this and that. I don't understand why. I mean, literally, 43-19 to 19 with two minutes to go in the game. 43-19. to 19. Let me say that again. 43-19. to 19. How is that even possibly, possibly a good effort by the Redskins? You know why? Because I think when you look at this game, again, I just recorded an episode with Danny Noakes, our, our Virginia Tech football insider, and basically Tech did the exact same thing this past weekend. They could not convert inside the 25-yard line. When you get inside that 25-yard line, if you can convert, that means you're a quality, a high-quality team. And right there, Tech couldn't do that. That's why they got stomped by Notre Dame. And that's why you see... Uh, the Redskins getting stomped by the Saints right now. That, that you, If you cannot convert inside the 25-yard line, then what are you doing out there? Gruden, I understand, you know, good play caller, this and that, whatever you may be. But at the same time, if you cannot convert within the five-yard line and you have three plays, three plays, three whatever plays you want to do in your playbook inside the five or four or whatever the yard line it was, it was within within a yard of those, those yard lines, okay? If you cannot convert with your three best plays, whatever it may be, I don't care who you are. You should get almost on the hot seat or fired for that situation. Okay, that's almost a given. I understand you're you're limited in the end zone with the yards that you can go, this and that, whatever. But if you're the the offensive savant like Jay Gruden has been told to be by Redskins insiders of the Washington Post and all those other outlets of media, you should be able to score within the six yard line of an offensive football field. Okay, I don't, I, I just don't get it. Like you have Adrian Peterson, and I texted you this, Ben. You have Adrian Peterson and you have Capri Bibbs or Chris Thompson running the ball on first down and freaking goal from the five-yard line. What are you doing? Adrian Peterson is one of the best top six, top five, whatever you want to put him, top three. I don't care what you do. On your team, I don't care if he's 77 years old. I don't care if he's literally Sonny Jurgensen in the booth. Who's, who's mumbling and stumbling for every sentence. Why in the world? Why in the world are you running Chris Thompson, who's smaller than me, on first down and goal? I don't get it. I don't care if yeah. it's a, I don't care if no, it's a I'm zone. I'm I don't with ca- you. Dude, I don't care if it's a zone. I don't care what it is. You have Adrian Peterson. The, the guy's a freaking tree. He's so sturdy. He's bigger. His, his biceps are bigger than my thighs. Like, come on, man. This is ridiculous. Like, Don't so yourself stupid. short, Mike. You've got big thighs. I have Don't big thighs. <laughs> okay, his, his thighs are bigger than I. I, I don't know. The tree. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. You know Mike. what I'm talking I, I about. This. This does not. <laughs>
this is a team. I mean, this we we were talking about this a few weeks ago, where mm-hmm. this we knew that this game was going to be a very big test for this team to kind of oh, yeah. one of those kind of like are they for real type games, and you know you knew it was going to be tough. You go in New Orleans, you knew it was going to be a shootout, but we expected the the Redskins to participate in the shootout, <laughs> not to be sitting on the sidelines and watching Drew Brees just go absolutely bananas and throw yeah. uh, what four uh, three hundred forty four yards uh, on the game. So. Yeah, Mike, this was a game that was circled on the calendar. It was going to be, are the Redskins for real? Is this defense for real? Can they at least put together a great effort against Drew Brees? And the answer is no, apparently not. And Adrian Peterson pretty much was sitting on the bench starting in the you know second quarter or so. And I guess they just decided, hey, let's just not risk this guy's injury. This game's a wash. And to have decided that in the second quarter is yep. pretty incredible. That just shows you how terrible the game's been. Yep. And then you got, you know, then you got Alex Smith, Mike, who, you know, uh, he's he's the guy now. This is the the veteran presence that the Redskins bring in. And you watch Kirk Cousins go bananas on Sunday. And now you see Alex Smith come into this game and throw a pick and fumble the football and not throw a touchdown. And you go, what's going on here? I mean, play calling has got to be there as well. But, you know, Alex Smith, this is probably his worst game so far this season. Yeah, no doubt about it. When you're looking at the whole entire stat picture so far i mean again there's still two minutes left in the ball game that doesn't really matter alex smith 23 of 39 for 275 and a pick there's no touchdowns on that on that stat line okay drew Brees, like you mentioned ben 26 of 29 26 of 29 this guy was about to break a record everyone knew that okay kamara was the focal point everyone knew Alvin Kamara from Tennessee, the University of Tennessee Volunteers, everyone knew he was going to be the focal point. And everyone, I guess, even Greg Minuski, the defensive coordinator, said, okay, we're going to shut him down. Okay, well, he was shut down, but everyone else went hog wild. I mean, literally, Smith went for three receptions, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Ingram went for 16 carries, 53 yards, and two touchdowns. Drew Brees threw three touchdowns and 363 yards so far. He hasn't even attempted 30 passes. I mean, it's, it's just like it blows my mind to see how someone can literally do this much damage as the Saints are actually kneeling now with Teddy Bridgewater, who I think is somewhat of a starting quarterback, is on their bench, which is surprising. But literally, it just makes zero sense how the Redskins can come out, literally lose by this much, 24 points. They lose by over three scores, and they literally just get waxed, waxed in the Big Easy. I just don't get it. Like, you literally had this entire division in your hands. You could have easily gone up by 1.5, one and a half games in the NFC East with New, the, the New York Giants losing, with the Dallas Cowboys losing with a long field goal uh, against Houston, and also with the Eagles losing to Kirk Cousins of all people last week, or excuse me, last uh, Sunday, a day ago, I guess, basically. <laughs> but at the same time, you're looking at, you could easily take control of this, this whole entire division, and you get waxed on Monday night. This literally is probably the worst loss, if not the worst loss, since or above the loss against the Eagles when Mike. Yeah, I was going to say the Eagles lost. Yep, the Eagles exactly. loss was what I was. That that reminded me because yep. that that was a Monday Night Football as well. Wasn't oh yeah, it? it was. Yeah, 
It was. Mike Vick went for, I think, six touchdowns. They lost. They were down about 43 to, like, 19. <laughs> the same score as this final at halftime. They ended up, they, they literally got demolished against the Eagles. This is probably about five years ago. But I want to know, Ben, uh, there's two guys I want to know. In number 26 and number 24. Number The first one, number 26. Why in the world did they stop using AP so early on? I don't understand it, number one. And number two, why was Josh Norman out? He doesn't look like he's hurt. He doesn't look like anything. I, I, don't, I don't care if people are saying, oh, Quentin Dunbar is the number one receiver. I don't care. Josh Norman, you paid him so much freaking money to go out there and try to be the number one corner, which he was for a good year and a half or so. Why would you stop? I mean, they had Greg Stroman, the number one. Okay, get this. I'm a huge tech guy. You know that, okay? We just had a huge notes with no segment. Uh, segment. A segment. I can't even talk, okay? I'm so pissed off. Uh, with <laughs> with Danny Noakes, okay? Greg Stroman is a huge tech guy. He's great. He's a, he's, a, he's a good defensive back, but he ain't no number two corner in the NFL right now. He's not. We just know that. He's a rookie. Uh, let's, get that, let's get that through, okay? So why would you take out Greg Nor- or Josh Norman and put in Greg Stroman in his place, and then the second play that Greg Stroman is in against their number two receiver, he gets beat for a 40-yard touchdown? Why? I don't understand. It doesn't make it. any sense. It makes it zero doesn't sense, make any dude. sense. Yeah, it, it's bad. It's bad. And then you 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 brought up AP, and yeah, I, I just don't I don't fully understand it. He took a big hit early in the game, yeah, but he came back and 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 he looked okay. But to have AP have four carries for six yards in this game just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And then you know Chris Thompson did his best. I mean, eight carries for seventeen yards. But I mean, this rushing game. I mean, look at it, Mike. The, they ran for thirty-nine yards total the entire game. Yeah, Bibbs got a touchdown, and yeah, technically Alex Smith ran for a touchdown too. But look at the the attempts and the yards. Only eighteen carries and thirty-nine yards. I mean, I thought this was supposed to be a balanced offense. I thought that that was the whole point of bringing Adrian Peterson to this team was, oh, hey, now we can have a guy that's going to get you know twenty carries a game. You give him four carries. And I don't care if it's a blowout or not. The guy's here to play. What's the yep. point of sitting him uh, in this ball game if, uh, unless he was really, really facing an injury? Which you know, yeah, he got hit, but I, I don't know. I don't get it, Mike. I don't get it at all. I think I, I think the coaching staff has got to really be blamed uh, as part of this loss as well. I thought they were completely outcoached. Yeah, completely outcoached by Peyton for yeah, sure. Yeah, t- totally. And when you're saying it's four carries for six yards. I mean, honestly, a couple of those carries, you could say that he actually made positive yardage, Adrian Peterson did, out of nothing. There was one of those carries, I think it might have been the third carry of the game, if I'm not mistaken, where he actually made one nice juke move and actually gained two yards when he was stopped behind the line. So that's the biggest thing that, okay, we may see tomorrow or whatever it may be, maybe on Wednesday even. If Adrian Peterson has a little nick or a bang or whatever it may be, but look at him walking out on the field right now. He looks like he's just saying, you know, just dapping everybody up saying, hey, you know, good game, guys, whatever, you know, congratulations, Drew Brees, whatever, because he was with them for, you know, what, six games last year or whatever it may be. But at the same time, it's like, just like you mentioned, and you you mentioned this for the past couple of weeks there, Ben, is that you love AP and how he's brought uh, or brought this excuse me brought this Redskins offense to life with the red with the rushing attack and Booker McFarland said it multiple times with his screwed up hands as you see on the sidelines uh, with 
that they've been basically one of the top like two or three rushing offenses in the whole entire NFL. How, how many times they rush the football and everything like that. And I think that also brings into question Alex Smith throwing the ball 39 times. If you throw the ball almost 40 times, you have to get at least 300 yards. I mean, that's just pitiful. When you get 275 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, and not to mention, this is a Saints defense that over the past five years has been pitiful. I mean, I mean pitiful. Like, literally, me and you could be going out there and playing linebacker for them and get the exact same amount of production. I mean, well, that's why we were thinking it was going to be a shootout. <laughs> that's that's why we were thinking that this game was going to be yep. a, you know, I, I expect the Saints to get their points. We yeah. expect the Saints to put up 30, 40 points. That's just, you know, that's just what happens. But for the Redskins, it's only put up 19. And a lot of that coming kind of in garbage time. I mean, at least six of those points yeah. came coming in the fourth quarter. That's garbage time. Time. Uh, and then they only had one other touchdown on, on, on an Alex Smith run. So, yeah, Mike, I, I mean, what, what, what the hell happened? Like, where was this offense tonight? And, and for Smith to only go 23 for 39, that's just that just can't happen for, for 275. So, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of guys we got to point to tonight. The only guys that I'm, you know, not super upset with, I thought the defensive line looked okay. Um, you know, they, they, they attempted some pressure on Breeze a couple times. I believe they might have gotten a sack in there. Um, but besides that, I mean, the secondary was torched. The running game wasn't there. And then we know the passing game wasn't there. Uh, so, yeah, I think literally only the defensive line is the only thing that I look at as a positive note from this game. Yeah, and, and literally, I mean, the defensive line, especially when you're running a 3-4, the 3-4 is mainly there to defend the run. And, and also, I mean because of the sole fact that you have four linebackers but at the same time when you look at their run run defense they've done they did pretty well i mean alvin kamara as we mentioned before he didn't do anything on the ground no matter what you you, you say he didn't do anything on the ground mark ingram coming off of his ped suspension nothing on the ground 3.3 yards per carry two touchdowns you know two touchdowns whatever they they got that through the pass basically but then when you look through, through the the receiving core, Monte Nicholson, huge penalty on third down. Okay, what in the hell are you doing pushing Mark Ingram down over the pile and on a, when basically Ryan Kerrigan gets his, it, it feels like his first tackle of the season, basically. Pretty much. Rubies. I mean, seriously, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, can you be any more of an idiot to do that stupid crap when, when you first, first of all, are getting one of your first stops of the freaking game. You didn't get a single stop the entire game, basically. You get a stop on third, on, on second and whatever to make it third and 17 or whatever it may be. And, okay, you can play a zone, a cover three zone, all the way across the field and not let up a third and 17 so they can basically punt the football, which they basically didn't do all night, okay? And you screw it up. You give them a 15-yard penalty, and that basically ended that drive. Like, I yeah. just don't get half of these penalties. Okay, penalties are one thing, okay? But I'm not going to blame all the penalties, per se, on the defense and say that this is what, you know, really screwed them over in this game. I think Greg Minuski deserves a crap ton of blame in this one, Ben, because of the sole fact that he didn't prepare this team other than for Alvin Kamara. Because Alvin Kamara didn't do crap. 
He had three catches for 15 yards. So overall, he literally only had 39 yards of offense. 39 yards of offense for Alvin Kamara. And he was one of the top five scrimmage yards guys in the NFL. He had 39 yards. Yeah, screwed, me, screwed me over for fantasy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He did everybody. For fantasy football. He, he, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, Mike. I think defensively, you had an we- extra week to prepare for a Drew Brees team where the formula is pretty simple. Uh, you know that he's going to pass it 40 times a game. And you also knew that, you know, Kamara and, and Ingram were there as, as run options, but you have to be able to prepare for that pass, too. This isn't, I mean, I, I don't understand why you would hyper focus so much on the run. I get it, Kamara is Kamara, but at the same time, this is still Drew Brees. You knew yeah. he was going for the record, it wasn't a secret. Um, so you had to be able to defend both the run and the pass tonight. And they just, they barely did any of that. It was really, really bad. And now, Mike, with heading into, and we'll kind of uh, quickly move into kind of looking ahead here for the Redskins. You know, now you've got uh, two big games against the Panthers and the Cowboys coming up. And and suddenly, Redskins Nation has got to be a little worried after this performance. I mean, some some people may say, ah, chalk it up to, you're in New Orleans. This is what Drew Brees does. Just put it behind you. But I think there were some warning signs here in this game that maybe this team isn't as good as we, we kind of thought they were or or were hoping that they were um, because this was really, really bad. This looked like Redskins teams of old where they just absolutely fall apart against good football teams. So uh, with Carolina and, and, and Dallas looming, uh, I think you really got to definitely use this week to get better because this was this was really, really bad. Yeah, and that's the one thing that you said, Ben, is that you got to use this week as basically an extra practice week. Like basically you could use this week as a, a scrimmage or whatever you want to say because overall when you're looking at uh, this next coming weeks, the next two weeks uh, w- at home, you could usually say that, I mean, for other teams, you could say that as uh, positive, but for the Redskins and their crap field, FedEx field overall being a field for opposing teams. Uh, I think that, you know, this is going to be a good thing in the sense of they can sleep in their own beds. Basically, that's the only thing that you can say for the Redskins is they can sleep in their own beds instead of a hotel room. But at the same time, when you look at Carolina, they lost Greg Olson for a significant amount of time, which te- uh, technically defensive error, excuse me, tight ends are the ones that usually kill the Redskins the most. And at the same time, uh, with Carolina, I think they can defend uh, Cam Newton, who's, who's a less accurate passer than Drew Brees, uh, a lot more than than uh, than, than Brees himself uh, as a whole, and especially with their receiving core being less dynamic than a Michael Thomas and so on and so forth. For the Saints, I think it's going to be a lot better test, especially uh, being at a 1 o'clock game, which everyone knows that a Monday night football or Sunday night football, the Redskins suck overall. But I think a 1 o'clock game, normal game for the Redskins at home, uh, they can recharge their batteries, hopefully come out on on, on all cylinders, basically, and beat the the, the Carolina Panthers and then try to come back the following week uh, for America's Game of the Week, as Fox calls it, quote-unquote, 425 against the Dallas Cowboys. A huge rivalry game. And uh, I think that game uh, will be the tall tale test because depending on what happens in the Carolina game, they'll either be coming in at two and three or at three and two. So 
as that game commences, I think the Dallas game is going to be the more so uh, basically the the test of the season because of the sole fact that either they're going to be having a four and two record if they beat Dallas or a two win four record as they beat Dallas. Uh, but I'm, I'm predicting a win over the next three weeks. I think they can win over the next three weeks. Now, this week, the past week of the New Orleans game, I had a little bit of doubt. Now, I don't know about you, per se, because we didn't get really talk because you had a really busy past couple weeks. But I think the Redskins, as a whole, uh, really didn't have a huge chance against the Saints because, like you said before, the record was in, in, in basically in reach for Drew Brees and also they're at home so it wasn't like last year when they had a 14 point lead or whatever it was with Chris Thompson when he broke his leg uh, and all that kind of stuff so overall I think that the next two weeks to three weeks at least before they get to Atlanta in November will be uh, will be in the Redskins favor I think the Redskins should be favored in at least two of the next three games what do you think? I am going to say that the Skins lose to Carolina, but okay. they're able to beat. But they're able to beat Dallas. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say That's they fair. split. They split the next two, so they'll they'll be what three and three at that point. So yeah. yeah, that's 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 probably my prediction here, and 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 we'll get into it more next week. But for sure, but yeah, I, I say I say they split these next two, for sure, and I think that. Overall, these next three weeks are going to be interesting, though, Ben. I mean, basically, Carolina with some injuries they have and and being on the road to Washington and Dallas, who basically, besides the last couple weeks, Dak Prescott can't really throw for over 200 yards. They can't beat some other mediocre teams like the Texans with Deshaun Watson coming off an injury. So I don't know, man. I think that they have a good shot against at least the Giants and Dallas. And the Giants are, you know, a train wreck right now. Odell Beckham Jr. is coming out saying he doesn't know if Eli is the problem and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's going to be pretty crazy, though, the next three weeks overall. But um, against the Saints, they were no match whatsoever for Who Dat Nation. And uh, I think that is definitely going to be a different test here coming against the Panthers overall. But um, you know what? We have to wait one more week. Uh, hopefully, John Allen and company can actually come out and try to play uh, this next uh, week against the Carolina Panthers because this week against Monday Night Football in a nationwide audience was pretty pitiful, in my opinion. Yeah, it was it was definitely pretty bad, Mike, <laughs> like you said. But, but, yeah, we'll see what happens definitely for the next couple of weeks. No doubt about it. So the Redskins lose with the final score of 43-19. to 19. This is the D.C. crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Ben Simpson, Mike Cerrone on the docket for you this evening. A real quick Redskins reaction. It didn't last over 25 minutes, but you know what? I'm heated. I'm a diehard Redskins fan. I'm heated. I've been having a few adult beverages, so I don't care. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, take it. Take a quick gander at the notes with Noakes uh, segment we had earlier on our podcast, and definitely check out next week where we will be live on Facebook at the Parandos Tex-Mex Grill in Ashburn, Virginia. Take a look at that. Uh, we'll be promoting it on all of our social media outlets, the DC crossover on Twitter, and the. DC DC Crossover Podcast on Facebook, and also check out our social media outlets on Twitter. Personally, at First Pick Blog for Ben, and at Cerrone16 for me. Mike Cerrone, Ben Simpson signing off yet again for another DC Crossover reaction episode of the Redskins' loss to the Saints on Monday Night Football. Ben, next week, man, we'll be reunited right here on the DC Crossover, bud. 
Yeah, sure. It definitely, definitely going to be pretty fun. <laughs> it will be fun at Parando's Tex-Mex Grill. Stay tuned later this week again for more details of the live Facebook Live episode of the DC Crossover and also our podcast later this week. Take care, everybody. For the DC Crossover and Simpson, I am Mike Cerrone saying so long yet again for the DC Crossover Redskins Reaction. 